0: Only way through this is to work together. So it's not just affecting the Jews. It's not just affecting the Blacks. It's affecting everyone with a pulse. So when we look at at this, this, this how do we fix it? Man, we have to vote.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pod County. I'm your host Kyle Grantham, and today. We've got Ivan Thomas in the studio. Ivan is the CEO, founder, creator of DETV. He manages channel Comcast Channel 28 for the city of Wilmington. Formerly the head of WITN for the city of Wilmington. Uh, it's Channel 22 in the city on Comcast. We are Channel 22 on Comcast outside of the city. And Ivan, just just a self-started, self-created media guru. We'll, we'll hear on the podcast kind of how that happened, how he got to where he is, and uh, some of the things that he is involved in, whether it's the Blue Coats, uh, DETV, or just general, uh, trying to make Wilmington a better place, uh, try to get some positive vibes in the community. Uh, so sit back and enjoy this episode with Big Ive, Ivan Thomas. <laughs> We've got the talk of the town, <laughs> Mr. DETV, <laughs> Big Ivan Thomas. Did I get it right? You got it right. I got it right. You got it right. In here to talk to us about just being a general badass.
0: Oh man, I appreciate that.
1: I, I, well, hey, I appreciate you coming in because it's been it's been about a minute since yeah. we've had anybody in here, okay. and uh, we were getting some people back in, mm-hmm. and then the coronavirus is like, how about no? Yeah. Uh, decided it wanted to kick up again, so we we had to hit a pause button. Right. Uh, but now we're gonna try it a little bit, you okay. know, because why
0: not? Yeah, yeah. Why not?
1: So uh, Well thanks
0: for having me, man. I appreciate thanks,
1: it. Thanks for coming. Thanks for making some time. I wanna hit a bunch of topics with you. Okay. But I wanna start at the beginning. Okay. So walk me through the beginning of the big Ives story. Where 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 were you born and where, where'd you where'd you come up?
0: Oh man, um I'm, I'm I'm born and I'm raised um Southbridge in Wilmington. I moved there. I moved from there to the east side of Wilmington around about 15 years old. After that, you know, I, I just want to say, I had the best freaking parents in the world. You know, they never let let me know that we were broke. You know what I mean? I thought I was rich, and I was with with love and 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 um, just just good parenting and good siblings. You know, I went to Glasgow High School. Worked at Chrysler for two years. Right, left left Chrysler because I was like, yo, this is not for me. Like. No, I'm. I'm not, I'm not, nothing knocking it. It's just, it just wasn't for me. So I ended up going to college. I went home um, one day. And what it was, was like at Chrysler, you had to get like 90 days before you became union, right? I kept getting 89. And it, mm. I, that happened like four times in a row. And I'm like, look, I need something, you know, I need something more. And college was never like really an option. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, hey, you're in high school, your senior year, you know, the coaches looked at certain players, right, for going college material, and I wasn't one of them. So I went home one day from Chrysler and I was like, yo, Mom, I'm, I'm going to try this college thing out. By this time, I'm like 20 years old, right, and I applied. I got accepted to Delaware State University, and man, that's where that's where big i started. Like, it, like that's where my personality you know like when you go to college it's like you you find yourself mm-hmm. right and that's what happened with me man and bam you know I went to college with the DSU and it was just a beautiful thing because I saw guys you know that looked like me right that were smart and that was intelligent that just had more than a grind and that was something I didn't see like in my in my neighborhood in my community right. I saw a little bit of it, but you know, it was more cats doing you know bad stuff. But I never saw a guy that looked like me that was a bio major. You know, I never saw a chick that came from a, a you know another hood that was a chemistry major. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of plays on your psyche when you're young and you and you see that. You know, I remember, I was in it was a Thursday and right? I was in business law class, uh, Mr. King, right? And he said, "You'll be a fool." to graduate from Delaware State University with a business degree and work for someone, right? And it kind of just messed with me, and right? And what happened after that, it was just something totally different. It just changed my life. My father had a stroke, so I had to leave college my sophomore year, right? I left college and, and I went home to help him, right? I was, that was it. I just, I, I said, I gotta go home. And no one was there to say, nah, don't go home. You know, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of dad. I'll do whatever, whatever. I went home, right? Got a little job. And I actually worked out. That worked for about a year. And then I went back, to, went back to college, right? And I went back to college. And then I did my junior year, right? And didn't go back. And I didn't go back. And what happened was I bought, I purchased. All of the books that I needed for my junior year—I mean, my, my senior year—and I just started studying at home because mm-hmm. my dad—he wasn't well—and I just started studying and studying. And I opened my first business at that time, and it was a detailing business. And what I did was, I became friends with the GM of the Porsche store, and at that time it was Winter Porsche. His name was Steve St. Clair, and Steve and my man Tony, the GMs there, they taught me so much about business. They taught me so much about grind. And so, you know, here's this black guy, right? This black kid that goes to school and he sees something that he never seen before. And then I go and get I get all the ed- information and education that I can from that. And then I go over here and there's these white guys, right? Like millionaire white guys. And they're like, all right, I'm gonna show you how to do it like this. And I'm now I'm like, I'm like the perfect mold. I'm the perfect the perfect weapon, right? And I'm like they're, they're giving me Tony and, and and Steve are giving me books to read, you know the E Myth, the biggest fan, you know how to how to make a customer your client, how to make a client your family. It was just all all just all stuff I was reading from the, these guys, right? And after that, it's just my hustle became a way of life. My grind became a way of life. Like these guys taught me, every like like you need to know the name of the janitor, to the guy that own the business, and you treat them all the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where like my like my I don't want to say my customer service But where I come from is just like, treat everyone the same
1: that's a good baseline for politics, too, right? Yeah you know I mean, you yeah. know, like I remember the 2016 campaign when Clinton Hillary and Bill came to town I remember following Bill around and like he makes sure if he went into a like the Hollywood grill mm-hmm. To go shake hands with people having dinner. He also went through the kitchen. Yeah, to shake hands yeah. with the guys yeah. prepping it, right? Yeah, that's. I, I think that's a pretty good baseline for a good, anyone who wants to earn the trust of people.
0: Humanity, man. Yeah, that's, it's all about humanity. Like, I love it. I love it. I love to see people treat people the same. Sure. You know, and especially like me, like people treated me different because of my color they treated me different because i was big they treated me different because i learned differently like i can't read things like you like how you read right i have to i have to go over and over and when i understood that like i have a, f- a form of dyslexia right i had to do stuff totally different mm. and that's one of the things that makes me great today is because i learned how to use a negative turn it into a positive and then just say the heck with it i'm rocking and rolling with it you know uh, like i i and i tell my team I process stuff differently and they know that. Mm-hmm. And is this one? Of, I think that's like the, the secret in the pudding. Well, I ain't gonna use pudding, but the secret the, the secret in the Kool Aid. There know you go. I mean? All right.
1: We'll use Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah. so, so back it up a little bit. So you're at Glasgow. Did you, did you play sports at Glasgow? I
0: played basketball and football. Okay. Yeah.
1: If yeah. you weren't, because you have the build of, any football player, like o- offensive line, defensive line, w- mm-hmm. which w- both.
0: Yeah, I played uh, defensive end. Okay. And inside linebacker sometimes. Okay. On some, some plays. So
1: you were hitting dudes. I was hitting dudes. And then you were then you were probably in the middle on basketball. Yeah. Dunking yep. on center, dudes. straight yeah. center, straight center, and sending it back.
0: Yeah. The, and the, go, court going We going back that way. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: All right. And then so so when you but you, you left high school, mm-hmm. you do you weren't going to go play when you went to D S U. You weren't trying to play. You were just trying to learn.
0: Yeah, so I, I get to D S U, and it was about education, mm-hmm. right? And but what so was was so ill, I wasn't ready for education. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They, they weren't worried about that in, in high school. You know what I mean? When you're in high school, they was just worried about going to the states. Mm-hmm. So again, certain players had had certain you know things that that coaches pushed along. Sure. You know, and the other players were like you. You was, was left to your own devices. So I get to college and I realize I wasn't even ready. Mm. You know what I mean? I was reading on an eighth grade level. You know what I mean? Because from high school they just pushed you. So what happened was I had a, 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 a it was a girl in college that would meet me in the library, right? Like three times out of the week, and we would spend like an hour and a half, and we would go through reading. Mm. You know, she would help me with my comprehension. She would help me to, you know, pronounce certain words. You know what I mean? And even like to the day was so was so crazy about it, right, is today I still like don't feel comfortable enough to write. Mm. So what I do is I put all my effort in the video. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Like I'll write and be like, okay, team, you know, make that happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is is what like perfect my my homegirl Shoshana, when I first started, I don't know if you probably remember she was uh, a short Mm -hmm. chick with pink hair. She was my wordsmith, right? I would just this is what I wanna say and she would just, and she would just make it happen. Sure. You know what I mean? And
1: there's some people, I mean, like you get into into any kind of public relations thing, right? There's some people that are better at the visual side. I'm way better at the visual side yep. here. Brian's good at the Brian Cunningham, our comms director, yep. good at the good at the, the wordsmithing side. Yep. And it's like that in news, right? You've yep. got writers, you got visuals. Yep. Um for yep. sure. So I mean it's just like some people, their brains are structured into a yep. left, right, right kind of kind of thing. Yep. Not that you can't be right brain, you know, artistic and, and word, you know, have it come out in words right. as opposed to visuals, but, right. but for sure, yeah, I can see that. Yeah.
0: And it worked I mean, right now I, I own my lane and it works for me. Yeah. You know, no bullet doubt. point it for me. Make it easy. You know, yeah, and then, but get me behind the camera, man. I'm lethal, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) no doubt. So, so you're, so you're at DSU, Mm -hmm. and you talked a little bit about there the kind of that HBCU experience that Uh that I hear a lot of people who have gone to HBCUs talk about is that representation, right? Seeing what you haven't seen before, and I guess I mean Glasgow. I I feel like, and I could be wrong because I went to you know went to high school in Maryland, so I don't have the same experience at Delaware high schools, but I I feel like at least from covering Glasgow a bit, that Glasgow seemed like it was a pretty. I don't know, maybe representative mix of the community. I feel like it was it was a fairly diverse school.
0: Yeah, so so you did. You, you had white and black kids, mm-hmm. right? But you had you had um, the black kids that was being bussed in mm-hmm. from east side of Wilmington, sure, right? Sure. Which that's uh, a long bus ride. Try that at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, well, man, like no thanks. Right, exactly, uh-uh. exactly. So yeah, there was a good separation. It, there was a good togetherness of people coming in one facility, mm-hmm. but there still was a separation between you know black and white.
1: Because in the community it's different. You're not going to a mixed community after that.
0: Exactly. Gotcha. If you're going back home. You know, it's like that herd mentality. You know, so so you take that and then you take, you know, Wilmington um, in 2000 and well 1989. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well 1994, 93, 92, and you take Wilmington and you look at Wilmington and you remember on from like Sixth Street down to Fourth Street, those were the, just like the black stores. Mm. Sixth Street up to like tenth, eleventh. That and we're talking about when Wilmington was the banking capital, the credit card capital of the world. Sure, those were like that's where all the white people would stay.
1: Which is not that dissimilar now, right? right? I mean, there's definitely a divide above Sixth Street still.
0: Still, it's still it's still a, it's still a little. It's yeah. still a little. But before then, it used to be a major divide. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? So that's how I was in high school. You know, you had some white friends that you would, hey, what's up? What's going on? But you wouldn't hang with them. Hang mm-hmm. with them. You know what I mean. And then if you did, you was like you called a sucker or whatever, whatever. So you know, I grew up with with that in my jacket of being around it. You know, so when I get to college, I was seeing something totally different, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, like, like this. And I remember, right, I was sitting outside of the student center, and it was a senior. I think it was a junior. His name was to- you know from DC. His name was Tony Man, nicknamed Tony Man, right. And Tony Man, his girl walked up. She was like the baddest chick on campus, right? And she was like, "Yo, Joe, yo, Young, you gonna help me study?" He's like, "Yeah, I got you." And Tony Man looked at me and said, "Yo, don't you don't ever forget, every smart, every beautiful woman want a smart man." Mm. And that was like the change. I was like, "Yo, hey sis, you want to take me to the library? You want? Let's. I was, yo, I want to be like him. Light you know? bulb went off. Yeah, yeah. Light, light bulb went off. Man, hustle began. You know. So yeah, that's what did it. The HBCU experience was something I never, I never. It just, I didn't see it until I got there. When I got there, I'm like, "Yo, this is gold. This is like Wakanda."
1: <laughs> Obviously, I don't have that experience uh, as as a white person who is so stereotypically white in so many areas <laughs> but but do you feel like del like dsu gets slept on a little bit i mean everybody always talking about howard and and no. Some of these other schools I don't hear I don't hear DSU Talked about that way Until I talk to people Who went to DSU And then they're like No Like DSU is no, like The no. place
0: I don't think They get slept on I think it would be The same thing I think if you were in If you were Like in At around Howard You know People talk about it You know it, it, It's cool DSU is DSU And especially now that Under the leadership Of Tony Allen mm-hmm. Man DSU was doing Some phenomenal things Oh you for know, sure Their sure. aviation program
1: is, first, first thing right <laughs> Aviation And they're They're killing that space
0: Now okay That's Space, that space for black pilots, like, at once was never there.
1: Well, and I I, I would be curious to see, like, a statistic. I would probably Google it at some point for this fact check we do afterward. Mm-hmm. But I would be curious to see if it was above single digits, the percent of African-American pilots in the industry. Yeah, let like, me not know. like in commercial, like right. military, even military. I bet it's yeah. probably below 20%.
0: I can believe that. I can believe that. But just that them having that program and the way it's excelling, it's amazing, man. It is amazing, and, and it's again, is can you so can you imagine right, little black kid, getting on an airplane, and they see a black pilot, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing that goes that goes on with me, is black kid coming to the station, and they like, well, didn't expect this, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, for sure. Are you interning? <laughs> like I want I want to be an intern. I want to be like you. So you know it's 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 just something that that's beautiful, man
1: well, and just in the media space in general mm-hmm. i mean i'm I'm thinking you know when I was at the journal, I feel like at least on the visual side we were we were pretty diverse i mean we right. had we had three four people of minority background, but across the rest of the newsroom not a a lot, and certainly since I've left, I think most of the representation's probably gone, yeah, I would say that is pretty representative of any newsroom I've worked in across the country. I mean, mm-hmm. Wyoming, I don't think we had any people of color when I worked in Indiana. I don't think we, we had one person of color mm-hmm. who was actually from Philly. So like, you know, not not necessarily local to the community. Right. Um, you know, you, you're having to search to diversify. You know, so I, I think that, like you were saying, like that's hugely important yeah. for someone to come into that space and see not only can I work in this space, but I can run this space. Yeah. Like, I can be the guy Calling the shots yeah, yeah. Uh, and leading the vision, which yeah. I mean, that's the other thing, right? Yeah. So, so moving on, right? You get you, you learn the hustle, you learn how to hustle, you learn how to to like have that as a part of like your ingrained nature mm-hmm. when you're at DSU, and you carry that forward. And you talked about kind of learning more of the business acumen. So, how did you you go from this detailing thing mm-hmm. into becoming the talk of the town. Okay, how, how does that happen?
0: So, so 2008, man, I take this. I, I, you know, we all get hit by the the, the financial the bubble bursting, right? And I was like, I was making so much money, it was ridiculous, because I had the I, I had the the know how, I had the the hustle, the grind, I had the heart, and I I just knew the business, and that was the most important part of just knowing the business and. We was making money hand over fist, and I I always were, was the guy that said, "Yo, I don't want to rent it, I want to own it."
1: And this is the business that you're in at this yeah. point is still what detailing. It, you're still doing detail. Yeah. gotcha.
0: So what happened mm-hmm. is I I bought a brand new. I, I had an Audi A8. I had a Lincoln Navigator. I got married like a year prior. Bought a home, and then the bubble. Mm-hmm. Here come the bubble, boom, Psst. and I lose everything. Mm except the Audi like the bank didn't even want to come pick the truck up right <laughs> like now nah, I'm not doing it now nah, like we good I lose the house we had to move into an apartment I was still trying to hold on to the, the building the landlord the landlord was like look what can you pay mm-hmm. you know because I was I was there for so long
1: and for them too like taking it from you isn't gonna do a whole lot because yeah. who's gonna come in nobody's got any money
0: and that's what that's exactly what he says like, yeah. if I give it if you leave like who going who's gonna be Get it, come here. So what happened is one, down, one so we moved into an apartment, right? So you know my wife is, is she was just distraught. I'm kind of distraught. I'm trying to hold on, right And at that time, my wife was she decided prior to 2008, she decided that she wanted to go back to school to become a nurse. Mm-hmm. And what happened was we were she was on her last year and round round about this is this was happening last semester or whatever. And she goes in to her annual, right? And I, you, I know you don't know this story, probably. She goes in for her to her annual, and she calls me and is like, "I can't leave." I'm like, "What?" She's like, "I'm pregnant."
1: Oh, and you're like, you no? <laughs> like, oh man, no, yeah, yeah, I'm like, timing N-. is not right.
0: I was like, "F you, God!" <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, she's like, "I'm pregnant," and I'm like, "Huh? You pregnant? Stomach flat?" I'm pregnant. I'm four months pregnant, mm. and the baby head is right there. It's about to come out. Oh my god! So we were. I was like, "What?" Now she went. It was. It was. It was just crazy, man. So so she's bedridden. I have no business. I'm in an apartment. Mm. It was, I want to say it was like, she. They had to keep her pregnant for six and a half weeks.
1: Because they're trying to give your daughter, do- this your daughter. My daughter, right. you're Trying to give her enough time. Yes, mm-hmm. right.
0: So I remember that they they asked my wife, they were like, look, there's so much that can go wrong right here. Sure. Right. The baby can die in you and you'll you'll die from toxic poisoning, or I forgot what it's called, or you can give birth and you die. Mm. And my wife was like, I'll take two. Mm. I was like, what? like that's how much it means? like like we as men will never know
1: oh for sure
0: what what that feels like you know giving birth to someone or giving birth to something or, carry, or carrying, carrying you. Yeah, Or sure. carrying yeah sure and alone and she was like I'll take the chances I would and I was like oh my god so
1: and what what are you going like she's wrestling with this decision what are you going
0: through? I don't know brother. I was numb I was numb I was I I on I lose. I lost everything. I don't have any money. I'm in an apartment. I still got my Audi, right? That's it. That's all I got.
1: And are you like trying to? I mean, I can even imagine like those things happening to you, like losing all these material possessions, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing after another after another, right? It's got to be this cascade pushing you and pushing you. And then, then you find out your your <laughs> find out your wife's pregnant, and that she could come incredibly early and that it's going to risk her life. Like, how... I know you said you're numb, but, like, you've got to... At a certain point, you just, like... I guess that's what happens. You become numb because you can't fathom another thing.
0: But another thing came.
1: Uh, Well, tell me.
0: My dad gets admitted to the hospital. Mm. So while he's in the hospital, he's at Christiana in Wilmington. She's at Christiana in... Um Newark out here yeah no i I'm hospital jumping mm. right my dad so so my wife is bedridden for about six weeks, right doctor comes in and doctor's like yep something's wrong she just had an a vision she was on the golf course and she said today's the day she left the golf course called I remember I was sitting in a room like we I was literally. Staying in the room Mm. right and I it was so bad and this is one of the things that changed my life about about everything that I knew Everything that I thought I knew and where I want to go as a human being right? I'm so broke. I have no money to buy deodorant. I have no money to 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 do anything right? right and My at this point my wife got her degree from the hospital bed.
1: Wow that is for dedication for nursing. Right? Your your wife is already a superhero. Yeah, straight superhero.
0: Point. Yeah, straight superhero. She gets her de- her her degree. She already had her degree, her master's in business. Now she 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 changes her whole thing if she wants to become a nurse. Right? Oh right. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So she gets her degree in a hospital bed. The teacher actually comes to the hospital and gives her her final.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, shout out to nurse Monica. <laughs> 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 um, so. She gives birth. The doctor, we we do the emergency C-section. She gives birth, right? Madison is born, one pound, three ounces, Mm. right? Micro preemie.
1: And they even give you a chance at that point?
0: No, they were still like, oh, like. So my wife wife is like, doing all the reading she can about premature babies, right? And she was doing this before she gave birth. That's all she had to do.
1: And I'm sure going through nursing, right, she knows enough at this point to be terrified. Yeah. beyond what a normal person would be terrified by. Because, like, my wife did her undergrad in, like, medical cell biology and anatomy. And when we talk about the prospect of having kids, she's like, well, all these things I learned, here are all the myriad things that can go wrong. Yes. Right? That's all she talks yeah. about. So I'm your wife, having gone into this, surely has to be driven insane by it.
0: She's driven insane, but she's finding the right questions to mm-hmm. ask. Right. Because if you know, you know when you go to the doctors, doctors don't give you a definite. Yeah, she's
1: channeling that yeah. frustration into action
0: to, here. To action. She's like, okay, doc, this is what I need you to do. I need you to rotate my baby's head. And they're telling the nurses, I know your rounds, right? So I'm going to need the nurse to rotate my baby's head every two minutes, every two hours. Mm. So because if you look at, like, premature babies, their heads become long.
1: Right, because they're soft.
0: Because yeah. they're soft and they're molding to the way, you know. Sure. So my wife, she knew that. She knew what she knew everything. I did not know a damn thing. She knew everything. Every question to ask. So, my daughter spends two hundred and eighty-nine days. Wow. In the NICU,
1: almost her f- whole first year.
0: We had Christmas in the NICU. We had Halloween in the NICU. But what really, what would happen in the NICU? It. Was so devastating to like my wife, and shout out to all the nurses and first responders out there. When you're in the NICU, right, you see everything. Sure, you see you see crag babies that parents don't come. You see kids dying. So like my wife would watch the nurse when the nurses grab the blue blue toolbox. Mm. That's for a baby, so my wife is like, you know, say she would take a walk, and come back, and she see the nurse with the toolbox. She's like this, she's just, she's just looking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, are they going to my? Are they going to two B? Sure. I remember, I remember two B, and you know, just watching that, the 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 parents that come in and then they lose their child, it was it was devastating, man. It was it was again, it makes you numb. Yeah. Right. So I remember like when, when, when I was in, when we were waiting when she was bedridden, what changed my life was me being broke, the nurses and the doctors from Christiana, when she had the, when she, because they hired her, they actually brought a gift basket for me. Deodorant, gas cards, like, and it changed my life. And these were, these were white people, black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, just people from all over, right? And that never happened to me before, you know? And it was a time, like, when we was losing our house, I would go in the basement and just, like, cry at, like, 6 in the morning. Sure. Right? And I remember there was a question that I asked God. I was like, what was I designed? What was I created for? Cause I was cussing God out. I was like, "Well, f you and f them." No, I did everything I was supposed to. Like, you really freak out and black out. So, when I asked the question, "What was I created for?" I got an answer. So when I saw all, all those people just caring about me, it changed my life. Right? Then I had people coming to the hospital, praying with me, mm. or I had I had Buddhists coming chanting with me. I had I had pastors coming and then I remember one time I had a pastor an Iman a Buddhist and they all and we all just prayed together just covering every base just covering every base. they I didn't call them they called me yeah. I had friends coming by the hospital room and would take pictures just like just bringing positive energy they they, they were not bringing no negative energy mm-hmm. so Madison is born and my and my dad is dying mm. right. And my in 2012, my dad they were they were about to let him out of the hospital on Tuesday. On Wednesday, he took this crazy turn, just like turn. Mm. So I stayed with him that entire night. I left the hospital, and I stayed with him that entire night, and he passed. I watched him pass, and it was one of the most rewarding things that I can. I could ever have experienced because it changes you.
1: To know that you were there for him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He was always there for me. But it was something, it was something when when it not it was something different. It was more more spiritual, right? When you watch the man that that gave birth to you, that 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 supplied the seed, and you watch him get older in his years. And then you watch him close his eyes, and you watch something leave his body. That was the thing; I saw it leave his body, mm. and when I saw that, I was cool. I was, I was, I was at peace.
1: You could, yeah, because you could accept it. You I could can accept you it. You could feel it. Yeah, happen.
0: and like even to the day, man, you're like he's always with me. You know what I mean? If I see that red, a red cardinal. I know, like, even with my business decisions or whatever, you know, I miss them, yeah. But um, watching just, you know, my dad on one side dying, Maddie on one side being born, you know, and then, okay. And at that time, I I picked up a camera. You know, when Maddie was in the hospital, I picked up a camera. When she was about to be born, I picked up a camera. And I was like, I'm going to just take pictures. I'm going to just take pictures. And then it went to me speaking for the, speaking with the March of Dimes to, room full of fathers on how men deal with premature babies and financial and, and, and being married, you know what I mean? It's like everyone becomes numb. And now and then it went to me blogging about it and creating a site called madisonsdaddy.com. And then one day after that, I met Tim Fontaine. And Tim Fontaine was a, is a cinematographer passing through Wilmington just getting something to eat. And we were talking, and he said, so, what do you do? And I was like, "Nothing totally unemployed right?" And he said, why don't you just come hang out with me and i went went long story short, hung out with him, and I had time because at this time Madison's home. my wife is back at work, and Madison has twenty four hour seven days a week nursing
1: and she she's how old at this point she
0: is she's she's she had nursing up to three three and a half years old. oh wow. Yeah, because she had pulmonary Was a pulmonary bronchial dysplasia, floppy airway? She had a collapsed lung. They had to feed her through her stomach for mm. three and a half years. So even like the nurses, shout out to Beata. The, the nurses at Beata were they became family. They were always in the house. Sure, you know, and it was the same nurses. So nurse, that, I mean, they had the case for three and a half years. And the nurses were teaching Maddie, reading books to her and pointing out ABC, a, you know, all all type of educational things. So it left me with time. And what that time was, I spent with Tim. So Tim started showing me how the camera works on a, cinema, a cinematic level. And I was like, wow. So I started enjoying it. And, like, it was my escape. You know, I needed an escape. And it was my escape. And then I became, like, okay with it. So Tim started taking me to film like documentaries and reality shows. So it was this one guy that that hired Tim, and he had this blueprint, and the blueprint was beautiful. Create a website, create these shows, and find sponsors, right? After we Tim and I finished, we all finished with the the pod, the um the video stuff. I came back home and I was like, dang, you know what? There's no media. For black and brown people, right?
1: I mean, not on a local level, Mm -hmm. remotely, and Mm -hmm. even then, nationally, there's what BETV, right? Anything anything else? That's
0: it, nothing, right? And so, and I'm seeing how Wilmington is changing, and now I'm at my my namaste spot in in, in my life, right? That I'm like, yo, I love everybody. It's like Big Eye loves everybody, you know, because of what happened in the hospital. Sure. Uh, And I'm seeing Wilmington. I'm like, yo, why, why don't I create something? that can bring people together. No matter your your race, no matter your your, your ethnicity, no matter like your political party. What we just do, I'm gonna create something like the weather. That no matter what you, you're you into, you're, you're gonna like it and you're gonna need it, right? And it, at, the, at the early stages, it was called City City Focus. Yeah, it was called City Focus. My first person was Hanifa Shabazz. And then Donald Martin, and it didn't take off until one day I was home and I was watching TV, and I said, and I saw it on on, on like TV, it said NJTV, and I was like, I called Saquon, I called Tamara Varela because we were all broke, right? And I and we and we met at my house, and I said, yo, what do y'all think about this? And and Saquon was like, if we do this. You know, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. I'm like, all right, cool. So Saquon taught me, like, photojournalism, right, how to tell a picture, how to, how to tell a story with a picture, mm-hmm. how to caption it, right? I was like, okay, because you know I ain't writing that much. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember Saquon told me that. He was like, yo, um, it's a very expensive hobby. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> um, but he said, but when you get into it, he said, I'll I'll teach you, but, when, but you got to be serious. And I was like, all right, cool. And at that point, you know, Saquon was doing; he was freelancing a lot, and then he was doing um, stuff with um, the '87ers. Okay. So that was a a lot of the content that we was putting on on the page. Well, we created a page with my man Lindsey because Lindsey was like, "Yo, you need a website," and I'm like, "All right, cool." He put together a website for like 250 bucks for me. I scraped up right, and I had this old van. Yep.
1: (laughs) Yep. The The old white van. I still got it. Is he coming to like film or kidnap me? What's happening? Right, right. I don't know. They,
0: my man told me, he said, Yo, you should get a trench coat. This van should come <laughs> with a trench coat and, for, and a free candy sign on it.
1: But at that point, you'd get out and you'd look like, uh, what's his face from from The Matrix?
0: Um, um, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, right? You, you get
1: out in a trench coat <laughs> like that. Morpheus. More, there you go. Yeah. That would have been, I don't know. People have been like, Wait, what's happening? Is yeah. there a break in the simulation? I don't yeah. know what's going on.
0: <laughs> Red pill, blue pill. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Lindsay, like, Lindsay bought me, he bought me my first set of cards because I had no money. It was like $12.50. I'll eat some card money, Lindsay. And he, <laughs> and he built the website. And we were just taking, just going around, shooting, putting stuff up, just putting it up, putting it up, putting it up. And people thought I was crazy. They thought I was a lunatic. They, big black guy hopping out this van talking about telling me some positive stories, right? People laughed at me. People, like, really didn't think that it would I would be where I'm at now you know and but I had that determination like screw you I know what I'm about to do
1: yeah, tell me I can't do it De- it's,
0: it's just gonna fuel me yeah you know and I remember I, it was it was just like like the universe was just bringing me like mantras and and people around me that would just motivate me. Like, even you. Like, you don't know it, but I, I, I studied you. Well, I appreciate that. You, you, you're you a bad man with the camera, bro.
1: I, and I think this is about the time that I first met you. Mm-hmm. I think the first time I met you, we were at a Black Lives Matter rally after Bam McDowell's shooting.
0: Right. And Two, it, 2016, right?
1: Yep, and oh. it was like a
0: die-in. Yeah. Like,
1: fourth and market. Yeah, man. Yeah. Or King. We've yep. been fourth and King. Yep. But yeah, I remember that. Yep. And I remember, like, I think you were on the, on the corner by the courthouse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I got a photographic memory. I yeah, me too. I'm with right? you. I'm with yeah. you. So you were on the corner by the court, and I remember just being like, hey, what's up? Like, who are you shooting for? Because I was, because yeah. like, I don't, if, if you don't know Ivan, like, Ivan, you're what, like 6'6? Six, 6'5 six? Six, and a half. 6'5 and a 6'6. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, big dude. And one, there aren't a lot of photographers in Delaware to begin with.
0: Mm -hmm. At that time. At that time. time.
1: At that time. But at at that time, like two African-American photographers, like you and Saquon. Yep. And you weren't Saquon. So I was right. like, "Who's this? this dude? Like, is it is, we got we got a new guy? What's what's going <laughs> yeah. on?" So they were like, "Hey, who are you shooting for?" Because I'm curious. And you were like, "I think you might have just been out doing it, right?" Yeah, like just you were. Doing do, it. It just just, doing and I'm that. like, "All right, that's cool. I don't <laughs> see anybody do that, but that's cool." And I think we, maybe you had a drone. Yeah. Yeah. See, look at this photographic <laughs> memory, man. I love it. Yeah. And you had it was like a DJI Inspire two. Yeah. It's white. <laughs> Tell me, I don't. It was
0: my second one. The other one hit a, fire, hit, hit a, a power line. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I remember because I can remember being like. Damn, I wish I had a drone. Get some great shots of this right now. Because everybody's, like, laying in the center section. And yeah. there was one dude showed up in, like, an army, army get-up.
0: Army fatigue, yeah, yeah.
1: just to, like, scream at cops, which was...
0: You ain't missing. He's still around.
1: Yeah, I know. I figure. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So I think that was the first time I met you. Yeah. So I appreciate that, that you, like, looked at my stuff. I, you know, I, I had a good time while I got to do
0: it. Yeah, it, it was... So, you know, Saquon um, was telling me, like, yo, you want to be great? You got to study the greats. And that's what it was. It was like, and, and when he showed me who you were, I was like, "Yo, this dude is phenomenal." Well, all right, you know, no, for real. Like, this is
1: already gonna go out. i
0: You don't have to pay okay, me anymore. It. It's fine. Man, look, you are phenomenal, bro. I And and, and, you. and so I was like, he was just like, look at the composition, look how he's shooting, look how this guy's shooting, look how this guy shooting. I was like, one day. Just one day, I'm gonna get on that level. I'm gonna just get away from this Canon 60D.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I know a lot of people started with a Canon 20D or 30D, whatever. I mean, that's you
0: gotta start something.
1: You gotta start somewhere.
0: Gotta learn, learn, learn the basics. What the rule? What it is? Learn the rules, and then break them.
1: And then learn how to break them. Yeah. And then break them. Look, yeah. man. I, so I, I when I was at the Journal, mm-hmm. I started with. God, I think I think they let me they let me. Pick a camera I could get when mm-hmm. I started there. They're like, we got to get some new stuff. So I was like, uh, let me get a 6D because they had mm-hmm. just come out with it and it had the built in Wi Fi. I'm like, that's cool. Right. Built in Wi Fi is legit. That's going to make things fun from the field. And then they gave me like an old 1D Mark III that didn't focus well to be like my sports camera, which great. I made a lot of out of focus sports pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Super awesome. And then by the time I was leaving mm-hmm. the journal, I had a 1DX. And that 6D still. Mm -hmm. So I at least, but I'd moved up to the 1DX, right? And he was like, then that brand new, premium, top of the line, like 13 frames a second. I'm like, give me an Eagles game. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. I'm ready to do this. I finally have a camera that'll focus. Right. And then I left and I came here and this to do video, Mm -hmm. right? And video pretty exclusively and talk about backing up. They gave me two Rebel T5Is. And they're like, here you go. This yeah. is your kit. This is all the video equipment that we have.
0: I know you wanted a screen.
1: I had to work with those for 18 months. I remember that was like I'm not,
0: yeah. You ever see Harlem Nights? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it, it was yeah, a, it, pew, pew. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's the thing. Like you're talking about, like once you like the, the it's just a tool, right? At the end of the day, you yeah. can work with a 60D, a, a Rebel that anybody can go get at Best Buy, mm-hmm. or a 1DX. It's a tool, and if you don't have a foundation, like you're gonna panic yeah and crack and I get a lot of guys that would have been like get directly out of here with that right but I came in and I was like okay challenge accepted right, right. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything I can with this mm-hmm. to show what if we do things the right way right what the benefit can be so you know for a year and a half worked worked with that those tools and our numbers went up 400% on views mm-hmm. we went up 800% on engagement we grew our following by three, four times, depending on the channel, mm-hmm. and then was able to say, "Hey, look, now this is what I've done with this." Right. And you can talk to anybody who works in this field, and will tell you that you basically handed me a, a hammer and chisel. Yeah, man. To you know, carve the Sistine Chapel with, <laughs> and uh, that's not going to cut it. Right. So imagine what we could do if we ha- we invested. And we got some real real yeah. stuff. But like th- that's it. You know, I came in with a plan. Right. I said, "All right, because there's no way that was going to work for a long period." Of right.
0: No. Not right? at all.
1: So I mean, I, but same thing. If you, if you build the foundation and you hustle on it, mm-hmm. you will get what you need, yeah. right? And the, you you embody that, yeah, because that's what you've done.
0: Yeah, thank you. I, I'm 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 I make I make I make stuff happen. I, yeah, I, no. I like my baloney never had a first name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I can't even Im- like. I'm not a big baloney fan. Right. But if I'm gonna. Eat bologna. It's probably going to be Oscar Mayer. I hear you, because it's the only one I know of. Right. Like, I wouldn't know how to gauge bologna worse than that. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing. It's like the the tools, the things that you have in front of you. You know what you're going to do with it. Yeah. You know Sometimes you don't have a t- you don't have a moment to to to, to get angry or to, or to complain. You just got to figure it out.
1: Well, and if you're hungry, you're going to eat.
0: You're going to eat. Oatmeal is, ve- is better than no meal. That's true. You know what I mean? That's, that's true. Th- these are quotes from dudes that have been <laughs> broke, okay? Like, like we're going to make it happen. I don't care, you know? I mean, it's things like that 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 hardwire you to just be like, I don't care. Give it to me. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you, like when we was going for the TV station, people said, you don't have an experience. I don't care. I'm hungry. You know what I mean? Yeah. The worst thing you can do and the best thing you can do is let me out this basement. You let me out this basement. I swear, I swear, I'm gonna create some stuff the state had never seen before, and that's what they did. They let me out the basement.
1: I get that, man. Like I, my first job, out of college, well, like I did. I did an internship. I and I got a job out of the internship, mm-hmm. uh, like an editor. knew an editor. knew an editor. And mm-hmm. you know, you know how this industry works, right? It's a, mm-hmm. if, if a lot of people will pay it forward, but you got to know somebody who knows somebody, who right? Knows somebody exactly, and. Took a job in Southwest Indiana. Mm-hmm. I was making twenty eight thousand and change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't even know to negotiate. Right, and they offered me that. I'm like, cool job, job, cool. Yep, let's do Just it. Go. And then moved to Indiana. I'd never been to Indiana. <laughs> right. I had never, like, I'd rented an apartment in college, but I'd never had to go. It was whatever. It was off campus housing, right? Right. Like, they knew their market. Everybody at the school kind of knew where you were going to, whatever. Now I'm finding an apartment on my own. Right. In a city I've never been in. Right. Uh, having to figure out how to pay rent and get food. And right. Man, I ate a lot of ramen. Like a lot. That was a, it was ramen and spaghetti. There you go. It was cheap as hell. Cheap as hell. And so I get that. And then after a year,
0: mm-hmm. they
1: laid me off. And they are like, here you go. Thanks for, thanks for coming. Right. And I'm. I was, I will say I made no money. Like, I came out with probably, like, I had burned into my savings to to do that job. But still, the best paper I had worked at from a, from a, and I don't want to, like, undersell the people I work with at the News Journal because I love that staff. But, like, from a staff structure and support perspective, like, I had a photo editor who, like, wanted to teach me all the time. Right. Wanted to make sure that I was, like, getting stuff that would push me and grow. And the editors there, like, the the editor-in-chief of that paper, his site was on corporate. He didn't care about people in that newsroom. How do I get a corporate job? Oh, I got to trim fat so corporate makes me, you know, thinks I look good. Right. And he got his corporate job. I got laid off two months later. The dude was a corporate. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because he laid me off. He made a lot of cuts. But it was just, you know, like, forget about, you know, whether we're growing or, they brought me in at 22 to, like, teach people who'd been on that staff for 10 years how to do video. Mm. Right? So, like, you would think if you're bringing in... And I had to be the cheapest guy on that staff. right? And they're going to bring... And then they're going to just... Okay, cool. Thanks for teaching all these guys how to do it. Bye. So, right. Last one in, first one out. Yep. So, whatever. But, you know, same thing. That hustle. Like, I'm, I'm hungry. I want to do. I want to go. Like, I took a job in Wyoming mm-hmm. because it was a job. I never... Only thing I knew about Wyoming is that like cows probably outnumber people, <laughs> right. and I to this day <laughs> I I should look it up, but I'm sure they probably do. <laughs> but like same thing, like I'm gonna go out here, I'm gonna do it, and I I, I kind of I don't I loved that job because I got to do a lot of good assignments. Mm-hmm. It was cold AF. Yeah, I can imagine. Like can imagine. six months out of the year. Yeah. And that that was like no, and that's when I started looking and I, I want to back out here, which was I was fortunate to, mm-hmm. for that to happen. But like I said, I, I understand what you're saying though, because it's like if you you've had you've had a taste of something and then it gets taken away, mm-hmm. and you just want to whatever I got to do to get back in it. Yep, I'm gonna go, I'll move to Indiana, I'll move to Wyoming, I, I'll go drive three hours through a snowstorm to get these shots if it means. I'm going to get a chance to do what I love doing.
0: Yeah. It's the difference, isn't it? Right. And the difference doing what you love to do. And,
1: dude, I mean, I've done some insanely stupid things <laughs> because I was behind a camera. Yes. Like, I'm terrified of heights, but the number of catwalks I've been on yeah. to set up remote cameras. Yeah. I, the, been on the top of the Delaware Memorial Bridge. I wanted to poop my pants the entire time I was up there, <laughs> but I had a camera, so I did it. Right. Right. And it's just, it's I loved what I was doing so yeah. I would put that aside. There would never in a million years would I find some reason to go stand on a catwalk that I can see through the floor 300 feet down right right to right. a basketball arena floor no
0: right no way it, it is so amazing doing what you love and it's it's like it's it's a it's a rush mm-hmm. it is adrenaline like. Is is like you know when you watch Fast and the Furious, like when it come on, you see you see the the, the, the carburetor just open up. That's how it is, man. Mm-hmm. Like when it's are in production, it's like we like, yo, you hear that? That's a, that's a three sixty in there, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, I get it. I, I mean, it's funny too because there's so many shows that I'll watch, like for the cinematography. Oh, oh easy. Like Better Call Saul is a great show, uh-huh. but I think I enjoy it on another level because I think it's the best shot show. Oh, easy that I've
0: watched. Easy. I gotta go with Transformers.
1: Oh, the movies. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, yeah. Go, I
0: gotta go with Transformers for sure. Transfer, Michael Bay's killer. Yeah. Especially even in his old work with the got milk commercial. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Who shot Hamilton? You know? Did he?
1: Did he really do? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah,
0: that was Michael Bay. Really? Really, man. No and if you way. and if you when you look at it right. Look at this! It's the same tricks. Yeah, Not, I don't want to say tricks. I don't want to discredit him. It's the same shots and and transformers.
1: No, but because he, he has a very distinctive style. Cameras yeah.
0: always moving. For sure. Yeah, yeah. The cameras always moving. It's always
1: moving. And then like what I think really like elevates it when you do like those movies or like the Avengers movies. Yeah. Is that so much of it? You're shooting a blank canvas, right? Mm-hmm. You're shooting a green environment, and the actors for the actors to be acting in that, like, there's real things flying all around them or trying to shoot them or whatever they're fighting. Yeah. Like, you think you saw that in, like, Game of Thrones, too, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's that scene, there's a scene, I think, where, like, uh, Kit Harington is fighting a zombie bear or something, right? And if you look at the green screen of it, it's just a dude in a green suit on top of him. Yeah. But he's got to imagine it's bear. But, like, for the filmmaker, for someone like Bay, who has these massive scenes with these giant robot things to envision what is in the shot that doesn't exist. Right. Right? That kind of level. People knock him because everything's, well, Michael Bay explosions, right? Everything's in it. but he envisions these things <laughs> where there is nothing. Yeah. And then brings it to you straight out of his head. That's like next level.
0: Next level. The 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 the, the car scene, the highway scene. When the two Transformers that turned into the SUV, mm-hmm. you know, started skating mm-hmm. like on the highway. And you're like, like what? <laughs> Come on now. What? Talk or, to them.
1: Or, you, you know, you look at those scenes, too, like I think maybe in the first one, where, like, they're all riding in a caravan. And like, one's a semi and one's a Camaro. Yeah, man. And then next thing you know, like, you can envision in your head how that legitimate shot of an actual semi truck mm-hmm. is going to flip itself into this thing. Come on. And yeah. It just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That, I... I like I said, people knock him, but I appreciate that.
0: I, yeah, I appreciate him too. I, and better, like, I better call Saul. Freaking amazing cinematography. So oh my god, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, the way they use color, the oh, way they—it's uh, just. Yeah. I I finally talked my wife into watching Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't do it for years. Right. She couldn't get past. She
0: the, hooked the, now, isn't she?
1: She's getting there. Okay. She's getting there. Yeah. I mean, you you remember Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the first three episodes, they like melt two bodies. Yes. In acid.
0: Mm-hmm. She yeah.
1: w- she's the first one and like the floorboards crack and yeah. it was human guts and she's like, I'm out. yeah, I'm out. I'm yeah. done. And finally got I'm like, if you just get past that yeah, the show is so yeah. I can't mm-mm. I finally got her past it and now she's like, okay, all right, I get it. yeah, I get it. okay, it's pretty good.
0: You know another one that's' sh- that shot extremely well that i'm I'm freaking just a fan of is casino mm mm-hmm. casino. You know, casino man. The color mm-hmm. tells a story. Like when oh your God, coloring yeah. tells a story. Mm-hmm. Come on, you know. Yeah. Like come on, it's, it, and it takes so much. And I think that's what I love about cinematography and and just messing with the camera. Mm-hmm. It tells. It takes so much to tell a story. Like we're doing. We're doing Good Morning Wilmington, right? We sure. Just, we, we, we're producing Good Morning Wilmington, and doing that. It take it's it's touched by ten people. Ten people are on are on set for that. You know, and then those ten people are playing two jobs, two to three jobs a piece. Sure. You know what I mean? And we was was just sitting back looking at the hours of it, and was like, oh my gosh, the Newcastle County Shark Tank that that we shot. Yeah, some of the
1: sharks. Yeah. Oh my
0: god, that that was crazy. Yeah. And a lot of people think because it is it's just an hour show or an hour presentation. That they don't look at the manpower to go into. Okay,
1: yeah, they did that in a couple hours and it's done. But I was in the studio when Matt was, you know, recording <laughs> his parts, right? And so it's funny because, because at the end of it, you know, there's three finalists. When he shows up, yeah, he doesn't get to know who the winner is. Right. They right. don't. The finalists don't get to know. But you got to record the check passing to each one as if they've won. Right. Right. It's kind of like when you win the Super Bowl, you got to make shirts for both teams just in case. Mm-hmm. And. And then he's gotta go through and he's gotta record all the individual parts and you know, like the number of takes it takes. And I mean, I work with him all the time yeah, and yeah. I love Matt, but he loves to have a good time right. in those recording sessions. So I would say it's a is a rare day that we get anything done in less than four takes. Right. Because he really like just enjoys like, Oh, wait, what if I what if I go through and what if I just add in? Yeah. Like, all right, well, let's do it. Let's, let's see do how it, it goes. Yeah. But yeah, so that and that's one person, right? Yeah. How many people were then in on screen at some point, and they all had to go through that kind of stuff. Exactly. You're talking weeks yeah, we, to oh, put that stuff together. Oh my
0: god, and I, that's just the, that's, that's it. That's the thing that, that I love about it, is is having that blank canvas that's sitting down to the discovery call, to now okay, what are you looking for? What do you want to do? Okay, let's go. Like, we just bought two C300s, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm okay, I want to do 15-minute short films. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like, I want to I to play in that area some more, Yeah, you know?
1: We're using uh, C200s to do... How do um, you like them? I like them. They take a little bit, because they're, like, similar to the DSLRs when you're used to working with those, but they're so... It's like taking it to another level yeah. when you get in and you're trying... Like, they're, they're really... The level of control you have is there, but you really got to take some time with it you to know. find everything. Yeah. But we use them a lot when we're doing, like, live streams. Okay. So, because... We tried doing it with the DSLRs for a bit, but they'll they'll time out after like 30 minutes. The sensors yeah. will start to overheat. Yeah. But the 200s have internal cooling. Yeah. So you know we can shoot something for an hour and a half, and and we don't have cool. to worry about it dying on me. Yeah. So like when we did, like the police academy graduations, mm-hmm. or we do like the paramedic reunion thing, like they're clutch because mm-hmm. I can set up three shots, and go. Right. I mean that now the three hundred you're going to have another whole level of control with that. Yeah, a big step wait. up. Can't wait. It's
0: the Mark II, so mm. we're excited what we're, we're about to shoot. You know what I mean? Nice. And it, it is about like you said earlier, reinvesting back into your 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 your, your craft, your For business. Sure. And For sure. every year we we reinvest in something, something huge, and that's where we at with it, man. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So I mean, we've kind of like gone off on a total tangent. <laughs> we like kind of broke out of the narrative of everything, but. I mean, we'll update. Your daughter's doing great now. Madison
0: is awesome. Seven years old. Just beautiful little, just a beautiful soul, beautiful spirit. And I think it's like she's been here before. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I
1: mean, I've met her. She's she's great. You wouldn't know she was seven.
0: No, Yeah, she's so, so tiny. Well, yeah. but,
1: but beyond, like, you wouldn't know she was seven, just her personality. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. she carries herself like she's, like, a 13-year-old. Yeah, she's freaking amazing. In a good way. Not I mean, yeah. like, yeah.
0: She's the the, the the thing that the person, I, I'm going to say the thing, the thing that I think God gave me to, to, to remember where all blessings come from. You and do you,
1: you feel like, the, like, uh, generally I kind of feel like this, like there's a karmic balance, right? Like, you went through absolute hell mm-hmm. in the period up at the point that she was... You know, born and then even for years after she, mm-hmm. she was trying to survive, and now look what you have got, yeah. right? Like, worth it. Yeah,
0: it's all, and I think that's the thing in life. We don't know when we're going through what that what it looks like on the end, and we just have to trust and believe, and that is a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. It's 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 and it's a deep near equivalent to, to going to a restaurant and trusting that the people in the back are doing what they supposed to do. Yeah, you better hope. Right, you yeah. know what I mean? Like sight unseen. Like you you don't, You, I hope they, they wash their hands. Yeah. I hope, you know, and I hate to put that picture and everyone's listening because they're down there going to be sitting there thinking.
1: Although if you've had <laughs> food poisoning just once, yeah. you know. You know what exactly I'm Exactly what the the end result <laughs> can be if they're not.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, it's, um, and again, it's one of those things, man. It hardwires you. Like I am hardwired to know that whatever I touch works. Like I'm not going to sit and uh, wonder is it gonna, No, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Mm-hmm. That's it. you know, going for the station. We're going to do it. We're going to win. We're going to get it. That's 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 how I roll. That's how my team roll. If you got doubt, get away from me. I don't believe in it. I watched. I watched Hell on Fire in my living room. I watched it, and I watched this and I watched that, and it all worked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 it changes you to a point that you just become a better human. That you want to make sure that regardless of color, that everyone everyone gets has the right to a good education, everyone has the right to 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 eating. How about that? Yeah,
1: basic. Let's try that. Basic stuff. Let's try that. Food. Food. Healthcare. Freaking food. A roof.
0: Right. Freaking food. Like it it was times that, and I remember I was in. It was either it was either, food. Or mortgage. Mm. You know, not rent. Mortgage. Now let's think about the people that have to pay rent. It's not like you can go three months without paying your rent, and it take them a year to come get your house. You can miss your rent and be in court on Monday.
1: Oh, you mean three years <laughs> paying or three months paying your mortgage? Yeah, where yeah. they come get you? Yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. Oh yeah, Wait, rent. As soon as you leave, they're gonna change the lock on that door. Come
0: on mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, it's like anyone listening. If You going through a hard time right now. Let's understand it. It will get better. But you can't give up. For sure. You cannot do that.
1: And I, I always found, too, I mean, granted, I have not gone through it remotely, the, the depth that you had to go through at once. I have mean, little things here and there. Mm-hmm. Losing my job was awful. Mm-hmm. But I was fortunate I could go move back in with my parents and I, you know, yeah, for a couple had, months. Not an option right? here. You didn't have that. Nope. But I've, for me at least, found like every time I found a new low, it's expanded the high.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Supposed so to.
1: If I've had to go down lower, it just means when I get back, there's another level I can climb to. Yeah. Is at least it's like it's stretched. Like the more I get stretched, mm-hmm. the greater the capacity is.
0: It's like evolution, bro. Yeah. Every, everything gotta change. Like and if you don't change with it, you know, you become that same stagnant person. What happens with water when water doesn't move?
1: Yeah, it just sits and gets stale, right? Right. And yeah. then bugs come and lay their eggs in it, and then then mosquitoes and then you get
0: then you got a whole new disease. Mm. Because it's not moving. What this old guy told me at the Buddhist temple was keep moving. Do like a running back. Put your head down and just keep moving. And eventually a hole will pop open. And when you see that hole, you run through it like like, like the devil's chasing
1: you. 18 inches of daylight, oh,
0: right? Go, right? So every time someone gives me, I a, 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 a see that opportunity. Like I see opportunity with the TV station, right? On what I can do. On what we can do, you know, together. The information and the resources that we can give to people—it's go time. I don't have—I don't have a—I'm done switch. You know, I'm there from seven thirty in the morning to about two—you know, two o'clock in the morning. I go home, take a shower, mm-hmm. to close my eyes, wake up, take my daughter my daughter to school to her little, her little camp area for remote learning, and go back and go back and do it again. That's all I know. I won't fail. I can't fail. I don't, know what that, I don't even know how to spell fail. I think it's P-H-A-I-L. Maybe. That's something. Maybe. But I, I I don't know. I don't care. But I know that whatever I do, I have to do it to make sure that it helps somebody. You know, that's my code. My code is to make sure that I bring a smile to someone's face. And I believe if I can do that, that God will take care of me. So
1: you, I think that's that's perfect. And it really embodies kind of your approach, like how, how I've seen you go about mm-hmm. um, who you are and what you do. and I, And I... I just, like I said. I mean, it's just how I see you carry it forward in mm-hmm. every, in everything. I mean, you when you took over channel. So backing up again, mm-hmm. you you operate channel twenty eight, yep. of Comcast, which is the city's public access yep. channel, right? T- ITN is the government access channel, right. like we are, but. But 28 is the public access channel. Mm-hmm. So you, when did you take that over?
0: April 1st of last year.
1: April 1st of 19. 19. Right. Who knew a year later what life was going to be like? like holy, right. holy crap. <laughs> and that was after you had a stint running WITM for the yeah. city. So I remember like going, God, one time when I was at the Journal to cover something at 28. But you, when you you come in, you get a new vision for it, right? right. What, what did you want to do and how have you gotten that far with it?
0: Okay. So... WITN or or which one? Channel with 28. with twenty eight since right. you
1: since you come in on twenty eight.
0: Okay, um, coming in on twenty eight, man. We, I, I just had this vision. Like one, when I was in the basement, right of the house, creating DETV, I always saw a network. I saw health, A and E, kids, like programming for again black and brown or a black and brown audience, but not just for them, but for everyone. Sure, you know, but something that that we can get. And we can just give to them. We can create and we can give to, to the un, underserved communities all together. So that's what we went in. We went in like, okay, Dennis, this is my engineer, I think you probably you mm-hmm. met him before. Like, then let's create. Let's go. And so we reached out to organizations. What do you have to say? If you give us the content, we'll we'll put it in a bow. We'll wrap it up. We'll get creative with it. And we did that for a, great, a good part of the time the blue coats came to us and they were like hey can you help us and i was like
1: yeah <laughs> hell <laughs> we, yes we, i can
0: what you need <laughs> and it, it was they came to us and they was like hey can you put these 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 our games on tv and i was like yep i didn't know how i was going to do it i swear yeah. to it, i didn't know like, like richard richard from Virgin mobile was like always say yes yeah.
1: confidence is a hell of a drug
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i said yeah we could do that we got that and I went back to Dennis, and I'm like, hey, Dennis, how do we do this? Yeah. And Dennis was like, you know, he was like, okay, this is, this is, a, this was, give me a minute, let me figure it out. He called me one day, he said, turn the channel 28. And I turned the channel 28, and it was, a, he, he did it real quick. It was like, like a blur, and it was a picture of the court. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, what was that? What was that? And he was like, it's the court. And I was like, he like, I did it, I figured it out. I was like, cool. Then it's like, you know, when you get to, the next level of, of, of an accomplishment, sure. you really start to see the power that's in there and then things that you can do. But that's how my mind works. It's always, okay, if I go here, it's just chess. It's chess, it's rook take queen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I can move that there, that means I can move it here with no problem. But first I need to move this to distract it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. We just start playing chess with it, right? And then we got to the point, so our, that chess game Led us up to the governor on March 15th when they needed, hey Ivan, can you read can you send a signal to NBC and statewide? Yes. We already sent a signal to from the field house. Mm-hmm. So what we so when we so Dennis and I sat down again, it's like, how are we gonna do I was it? I'm gonna say
1: then you called De- Dennis. Dennis, right. Dennis, how do I do this? And
0: Dennis was like, all right, cool. This is how we're gonna do it.
1: See, I need a Dennis.
0: Yeah, need everybody. Needs
1: a dentist. Because I remember, wasn't that like a Sunday or something? It was, I feel like it was, an, it was the day that they decided that they were going to do the stay-at-home order. I feel like it was a weekend. Because I remember getting a phone call, and I'm in Newark. And the, they're like, yeah, hey, uh, they're going to make this announcement. They're going to carry it here. Can we put it live on our thing? And I was like, I am 45 minutes from the studio, uh-huh. and you're telling me this is happening in 30 minutes. Yeah. So no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't.
0: I wanna say, yeah, it was. Yeah. I was. We so we we figured out how to, and this was this is the pivot, because a lot of people didn't know how to pivot. And we was early in the game with it, bro. We was hungry. Yeah. Right. And we was like, yo, ain't no turning back. We were the first media company, if not the only media company in the state to pull this off. And I'm gonna tell you what we pulled off. We shot the governor's message the third I think his third covid message they came down to the studio mm-hmm. we had it live on tv statewide and we had it live on social media mm-hmm. at the exact same time on four different platforms including twitter youtube and our website and shot a signal to the the, the governor for their website yeah and we were like oh shoot yeah we just did it we just did. We did something. Yeah. You know what I mean? We did something. For sure. Then we were like, I, I'm thinking, okay, we need to market this. We need to now go from lease access and public access TV to distribution of content. So the second person we did it for was Reach Riverside. The third person we did it for was the Secretary of Labor, Department of Labor. And we were just getting data. So we now I go from Lisa access to now I'm, I'm capturing data sure. like who's watching, how long they're watching, what's going, and we're and it was just going it's like super bananas, and then it went from you know um, more and more companies coming to us saying, hey, can you help us get our message in front of your audience? Mm-hmm. Because no one in Delaware has an audience like DETV. Well, and
1: since since WHYY ceased broadcast operations here, there's no Delaware-specific broadcast anything.
0: And that's what I'm building. That's exactly. So the ideas that I had in the basement of creating this network, DETV Kids, DETV Health, DETV This, DETV That, is everything that was taken away from Delaware. We don't, it's time now that we have our own PBS, our own W-H-Y-Y, and that's what I'm building. You know, our D-E-T-V kids. And when so when when Department of, what was it, D-S-E-A came to us, right, and asked us to help them, because at this time, you know, teachers were just reading in front of the cameras, right? But you know how our brains work? We're like, yo, I pitched it to them, I said, I'm, I got a Sesame Street format for you, but we call it DETV Kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we ran for months. We were going back and forth. They loved it. Then it was like, nah, we good. Mm. And I was like, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it, do, it, anyway. do it anyway. yeah, That's fine. And that's what we've been building. And when we built that, like, like bro, it is amazing. It's supplemental edutainment for kids from K to 12. And man, we're like we f- we're in production. It's it's amazing. When I show it to you, you're gonna be like, "Oh, Ivan, you tripping? You you like Ivan? You tripping, tripping?" I
1: wouldn't because I already know, yeah. right? I already know not to
0: doubt you. <laughs> so, like we have teachers, right? That's that's giving us their curriculum and even teaching. And we like we got a segment called Homeschooled, right? And is it's a seven and a half a minute teacher-based program that has the graphics and everything mm-hmm. behind them while they're teaching. And then we have the interstitials, such as, like, Madison, my daughter Madison, letter of the day. Right? It's crazy, bro. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: I, I got to tell you, man, I mean, it's so impressive to see you go and take that kind of stuff and just say, I want to do this. How do we do it?
0: We, 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 we even got one better, fam, that, we, that we, we, we figured out. I can take your stream. I can take anything that you put out and put it on TV and up to 20 social media platforms at the exact same time. So I don't have to be there. Mm-hmm. I'll call you and you, "Bro, can I can I broadcast, rebroadcast your, your stream?" You be like, "Yeah." The Floyd death. Mm-hmm. We so. we did
1: that. Yeah, when you were out, you were out in you know on the streets, and I'm watching it on de TVs, but I'm also <laughs> watching it on yours. I'm like, "All right, he's going through how many different <laughs> platforms?" <laughs> I had it up on my TV through the Facebook Live app. Yeah, we're just watching. And I'm like, "This is the craziest thing." Look,
0: so I called. So the night of the riots, mm-hmm. right? I get a, I get a call from Senator Brown. Ivan, you going out? I'm like, yeah. He like, yo, we don't have no no eyes. Mm-hmm. You'll be the only eyes. And I'm like, oh, my God, pressure. So I get out there, right? So I call Dennis. So first of all, we wired our homes that we can run the TV station remotely.
1: If you need to, yeah. Right.
0: So he's in Pennsylvania. He just started coming back to the station. He's in Pennsylvania. And I, like, an hour past Philly. And I'm like, yo, Dent, I'm go live. I need a lower third. And I need you to send this everywhere. He was like, cool. He said, Where are you going live from? I said, my cell phone. <laughs> he was like, What? All right. He said, So you're gonna test me. I'm like, yeah. And I went out there, bro. And all of it was like this. It was straight cell phone. And footage. you're just
1: running it through a video capture card, probably, right? No, nah, like, what how are you? No. How are you to there's this proprietary, this like it's the, the secret sauce. The secret sauce. Can't tell me what the 15 herbs and spices but are. But
0: man, it worked. And after that we picked up like fifteen thousand followers. Yeah. It was and when we found that out, we just started implementing it everywhere. Like when 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 the mayor, when when people came to us for their their shows for the primary, you're like, yeah, it's gonna cost. Like I could get you in front of like I could get you with a push of a button, with a half push of a button in front of six hundred thousand people. So they were coming to us to produce their show. And now I gotta charge you for distribution, mm-hmm. because now I know how to get it there. And then, we, and then on top of it, social media—like I can get that in front of everyone that mentions your name. Like pawn takes rook. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we went straight. It was let's do distribution. Let's focus there. If we can focus there, we know people will watch. And that's and now we just create dope stuff. And it makes sure that I can send it to, to Tommy on the east side, and I can it, send it to Adam and Holkesson. And it all just comes together to make Wilmington a better place.
1: No doubt. So, we've been going we've been going over an hour. Okay, I'm gonna let you get out of here. <laughs> yeah. But I do I do want to get your vibe because you were down there, you were in it that night. Yeah. And I remember messaging you then, be yeah. like, I got to get you on the podcast because we can yeah. talk about this because I think it's it's different. Like you can be in that. Or you care, you have so much respect. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna mess with you. You could be in the middle of it and you could be out there with a camera and nobody's gonna dare. Yeah. But I know for like me, haven't I you know, I lived downtown for five years before we moved to Newark, mm-hmm. and like it was crazy to me to see what was happening. Like I I understood it. I understood mm-hmm. the frustration. I didn't understand the outlet for a lot of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The outlet. See, see, this is the thing. You have protesters and you have rioters and you have people that were just taking advantage of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because in the early part of me going live, and if you go back and look at the video, I was talking to a young lady out there. I'm like, this is not how you do this. I don't understand that you're mad, but you don't. why, why are you going to break into someone's store to take something if you're mad? That's not how you get stuff right. done. Well,
1: especially the ones you're going after. Like, those are people in your community.
0: And, and, and those people that honestly... A lot of them that were breaking into stuff weren't from our community. Sure. They weren't from Wilmington. I didn't to recognize those 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 plates.
1: You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't sure. know who that
0: was. So it was it was a hard thing to swallow when you see people like Matt Meyer, Congresswoman Lisa Blunt Rochester, Senator Coons, and then how about the people in the, in the hood? You know, T from BV, BVD Barber you know, doing doing what they need to do to bring the community together, and then one night it's ripped apart. Like it hurt. Like Eugene Young, and what is his name, Wolfie, right? Were out in the street when I and you can see the video. And I'm like, "What y'all doing?" They were like, "Yo, we getting these young kids out of here." Yeah, for sure. And I thought that was like so heroic. You know what I mean? Like, like Eugene was like, "Come on, come on, go home." Like he's sending them home. You know, and it was it was just bugged, man. It was bugged. It was like it was it was, you 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 was you would I was saying, not my city. This is not happening in my city. This is not happening. Like like it's so many people that's working hard to create change. Mm-hmm. And then that night, it just it did something to me. It just it was it was, it was it was, it was devastating. Watch, it's like watching your city burn. No doubt. And, and you're like, nah, we better than this.
1: So, from your perspective. And I think, so, I, I mean, obviously you weren't around back in the 60s, but I think a lot of people remember what happened in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. be In a in a different manner mm-hmm. because of the occupation, mm-hmm. right? And certainly people, like, because I've talked to a lot of people who lived through it and they're like, no, it was like two, three days and then everything was chill, but the guard stuck around for nine months. And so people think it was like this nine month awful time. It was a couple bad nights mm-hmm. and yeah some stuff burned down but like it was it that was it it was a politically motivated thing to keep mm-hmm. the guard around do you feel like because for me it felt like oh no we started over again mm-hmm. right back this whole night it's it's taken wilmington back to that reputation it's such a low point and i feel like it's we're starting to get back on track now but like how do you from your perspective how does wilmington get back out of that hole like what's the way Back to, like, hey, we're a city on the rise. Because I, I did feel like the, like the five years we lived downtown, you could see so much growth. Wilmington was coming so far. And it just felt like such a reset button got hit that night for me. And at least, like, you, you listen to people talk the next couple of days, you know, especially, like, the guys down at Owls. You know, like, I, you know, we've been here forever, right? And, and this this happens. How do you, How do
0: you get past it and back on that growth point? I think, I think that's a great question. One. I think the answer is more of a, a witch's brew. Mm. It's so much that you need to you need to put in that witch's brew for that for the correct answer. A lot of a lot of um, we did we did take a step back, took a couple steps back, right? But so has the United States, sure, right? And it's scary. Right. When you sit and you talk to uh, a Jewish person, they say this time reminds them of the Holocaust. When you talk to someone such as my uncle, he said this reminds him of Brown versus the Board of Education. And it's so common. So when 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 blacks think of this time right now. Hispanics, Jewish people, all of us, it's all of us that are experiencing this exact same feeling that we know the only way through this is to work together. So it's not just affecting the Jews, it's not just affecting the blacks, it's affecting everyone with a pulse. So when we look at at this, this, this how do we fix it? Man. We have to vote. It is so many people hurting right now. We have to work together. We have to put our, 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 our attitudes and our prides aside and let humanity speak. Like Wilmington will be strong. New Castle County will be strong. I think we have so many great people out here that, that really care. Do you remember You remember the We Are Love thing I had in the park? Mm-hmm. Remember how, peop- how many people showed up? Oh, yeah. Remember how many white people showed up? A lot.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, like, yeah, you
0: took a, some amazing photos. Well,
1: yeah, no, I appreciate that. But I'm th- I'm just thinking, like, you know, well, that's kind of the thing, right? It's like you have the event and people show up. But, like, then where are you on a Tuesday?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? And, and it was crazy. Like, all those people showed up for this black guy that had a problem in the park. We need you wanna know how to get through this? We need allies. White people need to use their privilege, and black people need to use their privilege, and Spanish people need to use their privilege so we can get through this. And that's the I think that's the only way. You know, you can't just throw money at it. Sure. You just can't throw a prayer at it, and you just can't throw a march at it. Those probably used to work. But it's a new time. This social media thing, you know, is, 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 is AI on social media thing. It's bananas and it's changing. It's changing elections. So, it's, it, like, we have to do more. I I don't have the answer. I just got a, a little thing of saying we need to all work together. You know what I mean? Because as much as you and I both love what we do and we love where we live and we love Wilmington. We love Newcastle County, we love Delaware. People, I think people need to from a from a from a a a media guy to another media guy. And like my whole premise of DE TV, how do we make people better? We make people better by just showing them. You know, we make people better. By showing them that a white person and a black person can go out and eat and have a great time or go bowling and have a great time. You know what I mean? We show diversity without mentioning it. Sure. And just showing that, yo, we, we cool. We good. Let me, show you what, let, me, let me show you what collard greens are. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I think that's that's when you know, like, uh, you've kind of reached a new point in, in culture, Mm-hmm. is when, like, you can have a gay character on a show and the fact that they're gay is not central to their character. Right. Or you could have a black friend and a white friend on a show and the fact that they're different races isn't central to the plot. They just are. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something, you know, whatever. And, but that was going to kind of be my kind of last question, is, like, where do you see you and DT, DTV kind of fitting into that renaissance again, the, nec- the next phase of the renaissance where Wilmington comes back?
0: The next phase where we're going to be, we're going to be like ten toes in, on just bringing people together. You know, we're 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 not we're not a, and I tell this to everyone, we're not a black media company. You know, we're a media company that happens to be black. You know, I understand the power of media just like how you do. Like if I show if I show if I show more, and and, and media has been 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 screwing us over for so long, like you never see a mainstream of, of black authors, black lawyers, black chefs on the Food Network. But what if DETV, you see a combination now, black, white, you know, Hispanic, you know, chefs, is showing, and, and you're showing that consistently across the board. You know, it changes people's psyche. One thing that, that Tim taught me, is not just how to be good with the camera, but how to be good and great with the science that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. So, as much as I love what I do with the camera, I'm in love with the science, and if you look at my my, my body of work, my body of work is nothing but science based. The angles, the, the 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 symmetry, the storytelling. When the, when the music comes in, that's what I learned. You know, I can sit there and tell you all day and talk to you all day about oh how great it is, but I had to make a a, a promise to myself that I wouldn't use this medium. For murder, murder, kill, kill videos, or anything that would destroy my community. For sure. And you know, even though I can make a bunch of money doing that, I chose not to. You know what I mean? So I, my crew and I are looking at it like, and my crew is diverse, and I got a lot of flack because of that, right? I got Joe Trainer handling my marketing. I got Dennis, my engineer. I'm diverse across the board, and it works for us because we are our agents of change. And we believe that agents of change don't have to necessarily have to come with a with a certain color, but a red cape. You got to be what you want to see. Got to be what you want to see. So across the board, the the the, what we're, the role we're going to play is Delaware's is leading leading informational source for for resources and entertainment and edutainment across Delaware's lines that show diversity. And how we bring, how do we meet uh, problems and bridge communities through media? That's what we're going to do. Because it it changed from me just being an awesome photographer. We have a a lane now that we created that, again, so far since we've been there, we had probably over 500 African-American students come into a studio to see us. They're like, oh, it's possible. You know, I can do this. So that's 500 storytellers, that's 500, you know, media executives, that's 500 camera people, that, that's, that's that's whatever, and we just getting started.
1: And it goes right back to what you saw at DSU, right? Right back. First time you got to see somebody representing stuff you hadn't seen, and now, now you get to do it. Full
0: circle. Full circle. So we get these babies. And they, get show, and they see these, these babies can see remember that, remember the, the mean it wasn't a mean but the video on social media with the white the white little boy and the black little boy running to see each other and hugging mm-hmm. each other We saw that through media. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and millions seen it instantly. That's why we were so worried about so focused on distribution. how many people see this instantly? And now now we got that out the way let's create some dope stuff so people can really see and really feel the impact of people working together. I hear it. So, so we just got a, a fifty-seven thousand dollars kitchen donated to I us. I
1: saw that. I saw that on Facebook today. This yeah.
0: morning, uh, Chef Dana Herbert, right? Shout out to GE and for that provided all the appliances, the profile appliances, and BKT who sponsored the kitchen, bathroom, kitchen, and tiles over in I think it's like Ellesmere. And imagine now watching something like that shot in Delaware. With those C-300s, right? That now has a, a black celebrity chef and a white governor, or a white person from the community, just having a good time, mm-hmm. and they get that consistently. And then we do deTV, the uh, little little chefs, white kid, black kid, Spanish kid, a cooking show. That can that's how we changed Delaware. Let them see something they ain't never seen before.
1: On equal footing.
0: On equal footing.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Awesome. I've. Thank you for coming in, man. Thanks Any, for having me. Anything you want to close out with?
0: No, just thank you, man. I'm. I'm. I. I appreciate you in and you know having me in your in your space. Time and space means a lot to me, and. This was a great 18 hours that we spent here.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit. It was yeah. an hour and a half.
0: How did you, how long did you, do these usually go for you? Well, that's about an hour.
1: Pretty normal. Okay. Yeah, 45 minutes to an hour. Sometimes, I mean, but if they get them good, then, yeah, for sure, they can go longer. Uh, I think, no. I, like, the shortest one I did was Governor Markell. Oh, but, like, wow. he was on a tight timeline. Like, he had to get.
0: You mean country, country singing, Markel? I know, right? We did not <laughs> talk
1: about that. And I'm like, how are you holding out on me with that, Jack? Like, <laughs> that was probably something we should have talked about. That was like the fastest interview. I was like, all right, I got all the stuff I got to get through. And I got like 45 minutes. And I was running through that. I think like the one I did with Sarah McBride was pretty long. She's got, I mean, she's got a crazy she l- life story. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's awesome. And I think the one we did with uh, with with Congresswoman Blunt Rochester was pretty long too. But that okay. might be one of my favorite ones too. Yeah. So, but she, I mean, you know her. She's She's, she's, she's beautiful.
0: Great. I love her spirit. Her she's, spirit is yes, mean. Yes. It's I awesome. mean, she
1: just exudes. Yeah everything you want in a person representing you. Yeah. I mean she really. I mean I'm I'm a huge fan.
0: Yeah. You know who you got to get in? Mm. You got to get BB Coker in.
1: All right, I did her. Did you? It did BB. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: I need to hear that. Oh
1: yeah, for she was awesome.
0: I need to hear that.
1: She's uh, it's, uh I'm trying to try to remember who I think Tanya Atkins over in HR like I think that's her aunt, grandmother, mm-hmm. godmother. I don't know, they're related. And she was like, Oh, you gotta interview Bibi. And I was like, Yes, please. Please make that introduction <laughs> said, for me. That would be great. Yeah.
0: Yes, please. I would love to do that.
1: <laughs> no, it's like, you know, my bucket list is like Joe Biden would be great. That's probably not gonna happen now. Don't say that. We had we have like one conversation with one of his spokesmen about doing it uh-huh. about six months before he announced and he was doing the book tour. And they're like, Yeah, let's wrap up the book tour, and then you know, he'll have some time back at home and we can do it. And then it wasn't like four weeks later he announced and I was like, "Well, guess that's not happening now."
0: So 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 Mr. Biden uh, President Biden, if Joe. You, if Joe, if you hear this, you got two of your, your hometown media guys that that's looking just for some.
1: We'll tag team it. We'll save you the time. Yeah, we'll do a. You, you can you can broadcast. <laughs> right. we'll do it here in the studio because you can do it from anywhere. Yeah, now. I can do We've it from anywhere. We already bragged that you can do it from here. Right, and uh, and there you go. You say it's it's two, two birds, one stone. That's it. So easy.
0: So easy, Joe. So easy.
1: We'll right. all wear masks. Yeah, we got COVID tests in the room next door. Let's rock out. We'll do them right there, Joe. If you are listening. If you listening, we got you. I have been going down the <laughs> list of people close to Joe Biden, hoping that like he'll see enough people in his circle that he wants to. Right. So it hasn't worked yet.
0: Don't give up. We're not giving up. We're going to make it happen. Maybe
1: once he's back in the White House, maybe he'll have like a Delaware media day. He'll just let us all come down, we knock us that. all out.
0: We need that because we've been we've been shunned. It's been a long time. We've been shunned with like what's you know, what's going on here right now with the presidency.
1: It's tough. I mean, I don't blame them because yeah, it's it. It, with COVID and everything. It's yeah, tough. I get it. I get it. Uh, but I like I got to shadow him one day, kind of the last couple weeks that he was in office,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was the coolest thing. Yeah, I, mean, nice. I mean, he's and I covered him for however many years when I was at the Journal, and mm-hmm. he's he's just. I was a little afraid of him running, because I knew it was going to mean like everything, all this crazy stuff. Right. That they're throwing at him, like yeah. you just, and I didn't want him to have to go through that. Right, you know what I mean? But I'm also excited for what the prospect of yeah. him in office means. So. Yeah. Anyway, all right, we're gonna get out of here. All right, I've, thank you, man. Thank you, bro. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pod County. Here, uh, it's been tough. It's been tough to try and get these things. It's been tough to try and get these recorded uh, in in the pandemic. We prefer to do in studio, uh, just because the sound is so much better. Uh, and and it's and it's just it's different when you can sit and you can look at somebody, you can talk to them, um, you can have that kind of face to face conversation. Uh, rather than doing it over Zoom or doing it over the phone, it's just it's been it's been tough. So we we've had some some good guests lined up, and the pandemic's really messed it up. Um, but Ivan was nice enough to come in talk to us. Um, I'm, I'm really glad we got him in here because great dude. Uh, it, I mean, if you know, you know, and uh, if you don't know him, then you want to know him because Ivan's just he's good people. Uh, we only really kind of I think one fact maybe early in the podcast we were talking about racial demographics of pilots, uh, kind of talking about DSU's aviation program. Uh, you've got an HBCU uh, kind of bringing in more pilots of color uh, into the industry. And so we looked up stats and fairly fairly recent stats, actually. Um, last year, there was a piece uh, that broke down statistics from the Bureau of Labor Statistics that showed 91% of pilots are white. And 92% of pilots are male. So you've got a very, very white industry. I think on the podcast, I said, I believe it's probably single digits uh, for African-American pilots and in 3% of pilots, African-American. So very rare uh, for pilots of color and and women. It's a very white male industry. So when you look at what DSU is doing with with their aviation program, I mean, it's truly groundbreaking something that can change the industry for the better. So I think it was really the only real fact we got into. A lot of stuff we talked about was Ivan's life coming up and, and, and what he's doing now, his vision for trying to make Wilmington and uh, Newcastle County a better place. So if you want to check out what Ivan does, www.detvch.com, where you can check out DETV's content. Join us next time. Hopefully next time isn't three months. Uh, we're hoping not to have another big gap between episodes here. Um, but join us again for the next episode of Pod County.